Well, good day and welcome to another episode here of the Disaster Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Davis, the pod medic. And, you know, this really isn't just another episode. This is actually the final episode of the year 10 for the Disaster Podcast. That's right. This is our 10th year in action. We'll, we'll hit our uh, 10th anniversary officially on um, in January and move forward right away into the 11th year after that. But um, it's, it's pretty exciting to be here. And of course, being with us from the very beginning, one of those people is my co-host, Sam Bradley. Hey, Sam. Hey, Jamie. Yes, it's the end of a decade. So we'll have a little fun with that tonight. And we have the whole gang here. That doesn't happen very often. So that's a nice way to take the year out and look at the next one. So we got Dr. Joe. Hi, Joe. Hey, guys. Happy anniversary. We got the, the pod squash, <laughs> the weather squash Kyle. Two weeks in a row. That's pretty amazing. Hi, Kyle. Hello, Sam, and hello, everyone out there in disaster podcast land. Ooh, and Miss Becky. Hello, hello, good evening. And Dan. Hey, good evening. It's exciting to have been part of this for just a small part of the 10 years. You know, Dan, I was trying to remember how long you've been on with us. It's been quite a while. Yeah, I think it's longer than I think it has been. We were just saying, I think Becky's been on for probably five yeah, it's in 2018, and I think I started a little bit after that, so maybe three or four years for me. Well, time flies when you're having fun, as they say. So we're going to jump back into our, our year-end, decade-end review. Um, Joe and Jamie and I did some of this uh, last time, so this will be in addition to that, mostly, and Kyle. So mostly we want to hear from Becky and Dan on some of their favorites, and I'm Tending to think they might be some of the same ones. Becky, you want to go? Sure, I got my list going. Um, I'm going to start with two that may may surprise you a little bit. Um, there was one that was on recognizing human trafficking and disaster situations, and that was just a really, really eye opening to me. Um, as someone, you know, is pretty familiar with disasters, particularly weather related disasters, the human trafficking aspect of that was not something that I had much knowledge of. And so it was really interesting to hear from, um, I believe his name was Adam. Um, I had the link pulled up somewhere on here. Um, yeah, he was from the, uh, he's with the group that deals with human trafficking education uh, Adam Midden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Midden. Yeah. I, I just, I just found that so, I was, it was hard to listen to. Um, but it was, I thought such vital and critical information to share for everyone to be, you know, aware of what to watch for in those situations, you know, and as a podcast that, you know, is geared towards first responders, those are the people who are going to be able to see this and stop it from happening, um, in these situations. Yeah, we'll have to get him back on again, I think. It's been a while. Yeah. And then I would say the other one that might surprise you was the um, report from the ground at the Surfside Building Collapse Rescue, um, hearing from Joe Hawley. Um, and I don't remember if Ben Abbo was at that one or not, but that was also just such a horrific event and hearing about the, the USAR that was happening and getting those updates 
um, you know, as kind of the whole country, maybe the whole, probably just the whole country was, you know, watching that rescue um, unfold was also hard to to hear, uh, but really, really fascinating. Yeah, uh, I couldn't corral Ben to get him on, but yes, he was there, right, Joe? Yeah, that's correct. We worked together the uh, the entire time. You got some more, Beth? I I do. If you want me to keep going, <laughs> go for it, girl. No, there's so there's so it's it. One of the things that I'll, I'll interrupt you for a second here, Becky, and let me let you go. But it, one of the things that always amazes me when I go back and look at the the history of this show is just the breadth of things we've covered, and just yeah. the 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 massive interesting topics that we kind of really dealt with interesting and difficult topics. Um, and did it, I think with a, with a bit of poise, if I do say so ourselves, um, you know, we really tried to bring a, a human factor to uh, something that's not always easy to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And that gets to, to two of my other favorites that I think will not surprise you at all is the, um, the mental health ones. Uh, there was particularly the one that was uh, resilience in the face of PTSD and other stress injury injury where um, Dr. Norman Ikowitz talked about um, being a survivor of New Orleans, of Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans and how that event kind of helped shape his practice with, uh, with talking to police and fire departments. Um, I thought that was really, really helpful and eye-opening. Um, and then obviously anything with Dan Zaner, he's always a favorite to talk to. I love hearing about the, the, the structure, um, and the testing that he's doing the, um, I mean, obviously all, yeah, all of his research, the ASCII wind loading building standard, I think is really interesting. There was one where I feel like he like sent a link that was like a video of, um, like in the lab and showing how wind actually can, can impact buildings. So that's um uh, that one was interesting. And then the last one that I'll throw in here was the Hurricane Ida's aftermath. Ida was such a prolific storm. It obviously made landfall in the south, but then the impacts to the northeast I thought were just <laughs> something else. Uh, partly because they impacted us personally. Dan's parents were very directly impacted. Uh people were really not prepared on how to handle the dual threats of significant flash flooding and tornadoes when there are differing safety actions for those. Um, and so the, the messaging I think was something that was really interesting to talk about. And I thought that we did a pretty good job discussing the aftermath of, of the storm. You know, it's funny, but we all see these, just the ones you brought up, Becky, were certainly spot on, but it's interesting that all of us, see this podcast a little differently you know you and dan of course and kyle are the weather guys but you know and then kyle's got his winter weather and x games and joe focuses on the clinical and jamie and I, jamie and i like everything but it's it's just kind of neat that you're pulling out something different than we may have done last week so you got some more decks those were those were my top five <laughs> okay well so i'll turn it to really someone else ones. for now yeah <laughs> it was fun looking so they, back. Ah, yes, is it? You know, when I went through those, I thought the same thing. I thought, man, we should do this one again. Dan, what you got? So certainly, I think Becky 
I agree with a lot of what Becky had already said. A couple others that stand out to me. Well, one, I agree with the uh, Miami building collapse uh, episode. That one was one of the ones on my list. Um, I mean, to me, I think just generally one of the things that I've appreciated about this group and this podcast is just the, you know, uh, I, I'm certainly, I'm, I'm more on the weather side, probably, I would say the least in the emergency management preparedness and response uh, expertise of anyone in this group. So I learned a ton about a variety of things I didn't know anything about beforehand. So I really appreciated that. And I agree with Becky's point about um, just the breadth of, or, or, or Jamie's point about the breadth of uh, different information on this uh, podcast over the years. Um, the two that stand out to me, one, um, the really interesting discussion with Moose Mutlow um, and the, about his book and his approach to just, you know, I think it was, um, I forget the exact topic, about first date, I think. and Family. Psychological um, first date, yeah. Involvement, if yep. I remember correct. Yeah. Kyle says, disaster family liaison officer training. Boy, you spit that out really fast. But yeah, <laughs> it was. It, it was different. It wasn't anything we'd done before. Yeah, I, I just really appreciated his perspective. And it was just a really refreshing conversation. And it inspired, I think, me to buy the book for Becky for Christmas that year. So it was a, uh, it was a really interesting conversation. So that one certainly stood out to me along with that the, was quite the, the romantic Christmas gift there, Dan. I know. Right. It was very, very, very light. Very light. I, did, I was afraid to ask what he was getting there this year. You know, big I think I've done. Uh, and I, and the, uh, the other one that I had a lot of fun recording. I think it was just the three of us, Jamie and Sam and me, when we, we did one on the, uh, you, you quizzed me on winter weather terms. And, um, That's right. and uh, I'll tell you what, they were great questions. And I, I remember having to, to really scramble to figure out some of them when we were going through those. So I think it was, it was great. It was really educational for listeners. And it, it was certainly somewhat something that challenged me to make sure I knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah, I had to really dig deep to find some really obscure weather terms. Yeah, that was you know, that was entitled weird that was entitled weird winter <laughs> weather test with Dan DePodwin. Yes. <laughs> yep. And that's right after you started, so we like you hit the ground running and basically I don't think there were too many that you weren't really clear on, so that was fun. So Jamie, you know the ones that if we need to do a rebroadcast to bring up, that would be fun to bring that one up again too i think so i think you're right and then there's always the uh you know fully catheter uh episode that joe uh yeah the famous episode with joe when you know we we uh, <laughs> we pull that i pull that one out of the hat oh, frequently because it's always <laughs> fun to i like i have it i have the link saved on a document on my desktop with like favorite links to different things and i i'm i'll be emailing somebody in, in that's a responder and i'll be like oh yeah and you know don't forget to take your foley catheter and they're like where did you get that from and i'm like well here listen to this so that's always so, fun that that was your moment i tell you and you got us all you threw us all on that one we just did not see that one coming. So, yeah, we'll have to bring you interpret that a lot of different ways. But okay. <laughs> so, Kyle, what did you think of their choices? Thinking back now that we kind of opened this up to the decade in review, 
um, I kind of started digging back through the archives and such. And uh, I found my way back to 2017. That's right, all the way in the BC era before COVID. And uh, I really came upon uh, our first special mega double episode. And those are your words in the description, Jamie. I'm just quoting here. Uh, This was the Hurricane Irma response update from the teams en route to the aftermath. And so we had right uh, Joe and Sam talking about uh, their time just uh, coming off of uh, off of Irma, then headed en route uh, to the uh, to the aftermath there. And it was just so cool because Joe was talking about incident support team work that he and his teams were doing in Harvey and some of the crazy challenges they had just dodging the flooding, trying to get a stable base of operation, only to tear it down when it flooded or the water started rising around them, whatever it might be. And Sam working with the the JPATS or that Joint Patient Assessment and Tracking System team, and uh, it'd be kind of interesting, Sam, to maybe do an episode on that coming up in twenty four, uh, thinking of, and really looking at how that system and things have evolved and and what that has become. And I, I've always remembered from that particular episode where uh, Joe commented on and and something that arises in disasters, these communities that arise, where it's neighbors helping neighbors and the resilience of these communities that are impacted all right alongside these very highly trained, capable, and well-equipped teams that come in from around the country to support. And and seeing that and and hearing that uh, those stories, I thought was really, really cool. Ah, very good. Well, that was quite a year for us, Joe. Both of us got deployed three back-to-back times, at least. I don't know if you did any more, but oh my God, yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a crazy busy year, and those were uh, uh, pretty over-the-top deployments too. Uh, Harvey was particularly uh, much crazier than anticipated or, or or expected. I think I was I was really surprised at the things that occurred and the situations that we got placed in there uh, that I just didn't expect at all for that one. Yeah, there was a lot of unexpected, but you know, that's how these things go. As much as you and I have deployed, Joe, every every incident we go on is going to be different and throw challenges at us that we hadn't expected. So we got to expect that unexpected, right? No, no question about it. I mean, that's what keeps it interesting and, uh, you know, keeps my interest is you never know what to expect. Right. So that's why we do what we do. So, Kyle, did you have any more that you dug out? I definitely did. So staying in 2017, I uh, came upon the episode that we had uh, two episodes, actually, with I believe it, her name is uh, Raya Raya Culper talking about refugee care and conflict zones. And at the time, uh, she was a junior at Chamberlain College of Nursing, and she was working with some non-governmental organizations in the Middle East, uh, working with Syria's civil war and the, uh, the the impacts of that. And how they, and she talked about some of the challenges I remembered of those in, in those those war torn areas of being actively targeted as a healthcare worker and with these formal healthcare organizations, including hospitals and first responders uh, alike, with the the NGOs that she was working with and the stories that she was sharing of providing medical care in austere environments where you know these 
you know, providing care in these war and conflict zones and thinking about and, and really extolling the decisions that have to be made, truly life or death decisions with limited resources, limited information, limited communications, the list goes on. And and how, you know, this is not just basic, but also even advanced care, uh, you know, like paramedic level care and above, and being able to provide that to to maintain and sustain life. Uh, within these war zones was just very, very powerful for me. And really, you know, thinking about the the backcountry and side country areas that that I operate in on ski patrol within our austere wilderness environments. But, you know, just thinking and putting that in the context of now taking those skills, operating in a in a very hostile environment, uh, both both physically, mentally, and emotionally. And the toll that it takes on you as the healthcare provider, but also, uh, you know, the the those that you're providing the care for, and where the the physical injury is only just the beginning. And I you, think, Jamie, you brought her her in, didn't you? I did bring her in, and you know, just thinking about the 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 things she talked about, refugee care and conflict zones, is particularly meaningful right now because we do have situations in several parts of the world that are dealing with refugee care and conflict zones and active situations where it's there are very real risks and dangers for medical professionals trying to care for patients in those areas. Indeed. Any more, Kyle? Yes, yeah, Sam. So my my last one, number three, kind of rounding things out here. Uh, I like Dan. I also uh, recounted the episode with Moose Mutlow and the li- uh, family liaison training officer uh, program that that he had. And I I won't rehash all that, but the the reason that that episode made a huge impact on me is that really reminded me that you know for for hours or for even seconds as responders or professionals we make an impact on people's lives even if not directly be it indirectly i always hope that with my interactions it's a positive one and it can be both during the event or afterwards and it took my mind immediately back to the last fatality that i worked on our ski hill and where one year later the family of the deceased came out and asked to meet those that were on scene to talk through uh, what we did, the interventions that were performed to kind of to help provide them some of that closure and ultimately visiting the site of the accident. And it was for me personally, very gut wrenching to, to relive that. And I still struggle with that call to this day, but helping to give that family closure was, I, I thought it was the greatest service that I could provide because it, you know, I helped bring that person and their family together in that moment for a final time, even after death. And so just the the importance of not just in the moment, but that follow up so that and allowing that family to grieve, have the closure and understanding that that closure may come even uh, weeks, months or years afterwards. Indeed. And, and it was a good opportunity for you, too, because I know that's something that's bothered you for a long time. So being able to just be up front with them and talk about what went on was good for everybody. And, you know, that's kind of a, a really salient point here that, you know, I see the episodes that affect Becky the most. And, and there are a lot of a lot of that has to do with, uh, you know, some of the stuff she talked about um, in terms of 
people and their reaction to things and, and like the human trafficking and all the weather stuff and, and Joe and I doing our deployments and Kyle certainly having his experiences. So we share that with each other as well as we share at that with our audience. And I think all of those things have value. I'd frankly like to see more. God knows what 2024 is going to look like, but uh, yeah, I would like to see more of the first person perspective of people that have actually been on some of these disasters. So, you know, that's one thing on my list of uh, things we might like to see in the future. And I kind of looked over that a bit. And there's a, a few things I'll bring up. The X Games, certainly. Did we do that this year, Kyle? I think we did. We did a, a quick recap this year. Absolutely. And I think we've been trying to do that uh, just about every year since I've come on and in some way, shape or form, if not a, a full dedicated episode, at least touching on some of the the unique aspects, challenges and other fun and exciting things that came up on this, these uh, the particular games of the year. Yes. Well, here's a couple other things I'll throw out too. Uh, responder and family wellness. Uh, I think that's important because, you know, Joe and I know from what we do that the families we leave behind that know we're going into a disaster area and a potentially dangerous area, what kind of communication do we have with them? And I know that's something near and dear to Becky is keeping those lines of communication open. So, and after the fact, when we come back from a difficult deployment, we're, you know, we're out of the box for a while. Because we have to kind of get back into normal life again, such as it will ever be. Um, one of the things that was brought up was intersections and interactions of weather and healthcare. I don't know. Were you here, Dan, when we talked about that one? Not sure if I was on that episode, but that's certainly. I mean, there's there's really you could do healthcare or insert any industry there, right? And there's some really interesting ways to discuss that. Yeah, and I think one of the examples we came up with was wildland fires, smoke, and effects on air quality. So there's a, you know, there's a number of things there. Um, we talked about the human side of high impact meteorological and non meteorological events. Like, you know, what are the challenges and triumphs of responders? We want to hear more from responders. And so, all of you out there, please let us know. Uh, lessons learned from the field. This is one I know that Jamie and Joe are all about, innovations in medicine. And Joe goes to the Eagles and some of the other conferences where he learns about those things, right, Joe? That is correct. Absolutely. Um, so those are all stories of inspiration and journeys that people have uh, gone through. We talked to a number of doctors who started out as medics and then moved on through their career and went into the military and that kind of thing. Um, this one was, I found interesting, incident within an incident, when the responder becomes the patient. And Joe, I know you probably have some uh, experience with that one, right? Oh, no question about it. You know, it, it uh, actually turns out we we pretty much have an incident within an incident on every incident that we are on. Something else is happening, and uh, you know the uh, the complexity is directly related to the number of things that occur while your things are occurring. You know, <laughs> it keeps you busy. 
And, and on that note, I'd love to get you and Dr. Ben together. I had a note on uh, talking about wellness during difficult responses. And I know, you know, especially for you, keeping your team up and running is a really important factor and part of what you do. Um, Joey, you had talked about law enforcement involvement. Uh, how do they interact well or not with um, fire agents? There's incidents that have so many first responders, and of course, it starts as one thing and moves to something else and something else, and then it ends up, you know, at the federal level. So how do all these organizations work with each other? Same thing with military partners. Um, Kyle, you liked continued innovation. Uh, we talked about that a bit, and I know that Jamie likes that one. Responder education, and Joe, that's kind of your ballywick, too, because you do so many great clinical episodes. But there was like a whole list of things we hadn't, you know, talking with the first responders and family members and their experiences with just a whole number of things I won't take time to go through, but I think that would be a good one. And Jamie loves technology, right, Jamie? I do, but I, you know, I was looking back at the episodes that we've done in the past, and one episode we did way back in 2015, which is darn near, you know, only a few years into the podcast. But we um, we talked a lot about critical incident stress and burnout in this episode, and the title of the episode was "Emergency Medical Care Isn't All Kittens and Rainbows." And oh yeah, and it really just. It was, it was a great talk with um, Dr. Joe and Jim Brasile was on, um, and we just talked about the different resources and things that have to be available for interventions for coworkers and, and self-care. Um, and a lot of that is important to, to recognize not only in yourself, but in the people that you work with. Indeed. And Becky had an interesting one on... Uh... For some reason, she really loves the Dan Z episodes <laughs> and was talking about the resilience of building and construction. Well, God knows we had enough of that this year. And Dan's the only guy I know that had a wind tunnel in his garage, but that's just Dan. Um, we have to have him back. Every t- he, he's so funny. Every time there's a, there's a disaster, he'll be, you know, emailing me, hey, I want to get on and talk about that. Um, let me pick a few others out there. Uh, see if there's anything I missed. You know, that's probably pretty much, I mean, that's, you know, there's a long list. Those are kind of the main topics. But I think we have a lot we could look into this year and hopefully a lot of guests that will come forward. And there's been a few uh, that are I'm com- that are coming out of IDNC, too, that I'm working on that should be really interesting. So let's uh, let's wrap this, but let's get some final thoughts for the year and the decade. Kyle. Well, Jamie and Sam, I think it's it's been a heck of a, a heck of a decade going back, listening to it from the beginning up till now, and I'm excited to see, as you said, Sam, uh, and have folks reach out to us. You know, we we do a great job of trying to source and find folks, but if if you have a story to share, experience to share, something that would be 
greatly beneficial to those, whether it's a clinical topic, a response experience, or uh, a lesson learned to share so that we can all learn from it, please reach out uh, to us through the disasterpodcast.com website or our Disaster Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear your story and really uh, dig into uh, what we can learn from you. Absolutely. Dan, thoughts? I've been happy to be a part of it for a short period of the decade. Look forward to what's to come. And I think it's just, I think a, a good example of the really unlimited number of topics to cover here is a, is a episode that I meant to mention, but forgot, but the one we just did recently with the um, interview with the paver uh, uh, that got uh, stuck and had to be rescued. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was an absolutely fascinating one. I, I mean, it, it's just, it's the, the amount of topics here are unlimited and I've just been, glad to be a part of it and agree with Kyle's point about anyone with ideas. We're always, always welcome to hear them so we can bring more exciting content. Yeah. And he was recommended to me by a doctor friend of mine. So there's people out there. They'd always know us and think about us. And it's like, Hey, this would be a great one for the disaster podcast. And I hear from them as I know Jamie does. Becky. Oh, I mean, I feel like Kyle and, Dan, I've summed it up really nicely. Um, I mean, I just want to say thank you to you guys for, you know, first off, having me on as a guest and then letting me just keep coming back and then letting me pivot from not really talking about the weather anymore because that's not really my, what I do for a living anymore. Uh, but being able to just sort of jump in on all these other topics and learn and ask questions, um, I think that's one of the really cool things about getting to be on the podcast is the number of just unique and interesting people that we've had the privilege of getting to talk to and pick their brain um, has just been really, really interesting. So, well, we, we were lucky. We were able to pull Dan in and I think that was a, <laughs> Hey, you're, you're married to a meteorologist. Why the hell isn't he on this show? And now we're really glad he is, especially because he is the weather guy. I'm very glad I got sucked in. <laughs> Well, so are we. Dr. Joe been with us since the beginning. This is really kind of your podcast, and we love everything you do. Thoughts? Uh, I feel old. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's been a, it's been, it's amazing to me that it's been ten years. Uh, and you know, as I was listening to everybody tonight, I, I, I had a few episodes. Uh, that I w- was interested in, but but actually, uh, upon listening to everybody else and reflecting a little bit, I, I decided I was going to take a little different take on things, and that is sort of looking at things more thematically uh, and, and noting that we've we've been incredibly consistent. I think on the the important information that we put out the quality of our guests the uh, i think the quality of the content uh, is good i think our our variety has been amazing uh we've really done um i think a great job of looking at the very many aspects of disasters in all sorts of ways from the mental health side of things to, you know, issues like human trafficking and care and in wartime and, uh, you know, just uh, the breadth of 
content and topics has really just uh, amazed me in in so many ways. And and so I, uh, not to toot our own horn, but uh, wow, uh, uh, honestly, some incredible information and knowledge sharing uh, over the last 10 years that I'm really proud to have been a part of. So thank all of you guys for making this thing the success that it is. And uh, I look forward to another uh, 20 years. And who would have thought sitting there on September 11th and in North Vegas having dinner and talking about this, that we'd still be doing it 10 years later. Right, Jamie? Yeah, 10 years. And by my count, 463 episodes of the Disaster Podcast, which is pretty incredible when you think about it. Um, Wow. Just uh, no a wonder lot. I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> I just flew in from the coast, and boy, are my arms tired, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. it, it's a lot of talking that went on there, and a lot of and a lot of great and, and interesting guests. And and I just want to reiterate what what Kyle and Dan said, and what all of us have said over the years is. This isn't just our podcast. This is your podcast, folks. You, the listeners out there, are the reason we do this. Whether you're a responder yourself or a layperson who just wants to know a little bit more about what happens when things go bad, uh, we want this to be your show. So is there a topic that we need to cover? Is there something in the news you've seen that you'd like us to kind of dig deeper into? Is there someone you've met at a conference that would just bring an interesting twist to something, we want to have them on the show. And the only way we can do that is if you contribute and reach out to us and let us know. So I will just leave it there and uh, want to thank Joe for your support, Joe, through Paragon Medical Education Group and all the things you do um, over the years. Uh, we couldn't do this show without your support and with, without having your sponsorship behind us. So uh, we appreciate that. Uh, absolutely. My pleasure. And I look forward to another 10 years. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be fantastic. Um, Sam, we'll really be old then. We'll really be old by then, Joe. <laughs> so we'll see. All right, Sam, take us home. Okay. Well, I just want to say, I love all you guys. You're my best friends. You're my family. I value every one of you, and I really hope we, we are together in another 10 years because that would matter to me because you're all very special in what you do, and you stuck with us all this time. So we appreciate that, and we appreciate our audience out there. And Please stay with us, and please communicate with us. <laughs>